This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We came across uh, certain documents that uh, led us to believe that there might be some internal corruption. Uh, at that point, we uh, got the... Um, I want to say a sensitive and international investigations unit uh, to work on the case, uh, working through all the possible leads in that investigation, which led us to the arrest of Mr. Ortiz last Thursday. That is uh, Commissioner Brenda Lucky with the RCMP. Didn't say much. Can't say she was all that inspiring, but uh, did reveal like one thing today, um, like how they learned of this unbelievable security nightmare that we're embroiled in. And apparently the RCMP was uh, working or supporting an FBI investigation last year. And that's when they uncovered possible this internal corruption she's talking about. But other than that, it was everything's OK. You can trust us. We'll just we'll, we'll dig into this and get get back to you on it. Um, I'm not so sure if that flies. Not on this one. I'm sorry. Uh, because the material that Cameron Ortiz is accused of stealing and selling to our enemies is said to be so devastating that the damage can actually be measured. And the intelligence sold said to be so sensitive and vital that experts say it strikes the very heart of Canada's sovereignty and security and that of our allies. What was sold, we don't know. We may never know. What we are being told, though, is that it's potentially devastating to our national interest and our allies. So how does the RCMP put the genie back in the bottle? I don't even think Aladdin could fix this mess. But I'm not the expert. David Harris is. He's a lawyer with decades of experience in national security and intelligence affairs, as well as director of the International Intelligence Programs over at Insignis Strategic Research. Hello, David. Hello, Alex. All right. So when you look back today at the, you know, the RCMP come out, they weren't going to say anything uh, too revealing because, you know, for obvious reasons, it's a sensitive issue. But uh, should we just trust that that everything's fine and they'll get to the bottom of this? Or do you think this is a significant um, nightmare? Well, by all accounts, uh, again, uh, to quote you, uh, a number of reports have been indicating that classified documents that seem to have recorded government and intelligence reaction to all of this have qualified the situation as devastating, or at least potentially devastating, that's not a word you often see in connection, uh, even with leak issues. Uh, You know, they've talked about grave damage as a possibility. That's a term of art in intelligence and uh, even goes to uh, references to what level of information might have been released. This individual, given the nature of the position he occupied, uh, a national security coordination uh, element with serious operational responsibilities, it seems, with uh, some kind of mastery, we are assured, in the cyber realm, um, would have had considerable access, in fact, staggering access to things going on. And that appears to include current operations. Um, so you can see here where, to the extent that the RCMP is significantly involved internationally through liaison or more active measures in collaboration with foreign intelligence organizations, our allies, in other words, the Five Eyes and so on, uh, you can see how 
there is a galvanized kind of reaction that is being anticipated internationally. And for a country like Canada that is said in general to rely on our allies for perhaps 80% of our foreign intelligence, the kind of thing that keeps us in one piece in the face of terrorist, foreign military, foreign intelligence, and other threats, this is, of course, no small item, and you can see the nervousness written all over the faces of any number of the RCMP officials who have been applying themselves to this case. There is a significant morale type of issue, and we've seen this repeatedly in Western intelligence organizations where people who have worked with in a kind of secret uh, sort of discipline, other people only to find the possibility, and again, nothing's been proved in this matter, uh, but the possibility that they may have been betrayed by one of the most significant players on the intelligence scene in this country, let alone uh, merely in the RCMP. So you put all that together, and it's a pretty unedifying picture. It raises a number of intriguing questions, including the nature of any kind of ongoing security assessment of personnel uh, with sensitive access over extended periods. So, you know, might one start to ask whether perhaps uh, lie detector type tests might be conducted more frequently? Was this fellow up to date in uh, the various clearances and requirements that would inevitably be imposed on somebody with his access? Uh, he would, I would presume, I mean, this seems obvious, also have access to special compartmental, uh, compartmented information, uh, which is, again, the, the jewels and the crown and gets you into issues of, I guess, coded and other hypersensitive communication. Mm-hmm. And, and again, one comes back to this idea that in his position, if the RCMP was involved, whether with uh, domestic security intelligence organizations or foreign ones, um, you know, what kind of information would he have had available if he indeed was somebody who was preparing to convey information of a super sensitive nature to our adversaries or others? And um, all kinds of follow-on issues are raised. Uh, how do you undertake a damage assessment that's meaningful? Right. What, does, what does it mean when you charge somebody with what appears to be offenses preparatory to conveying information. Um, How sure is the government at this stage that whomever might ultimately be demonstrated to have been responsible for this has not actually conveyed information? Because now and then, I mean, those of us who have worked on the Crown Prosecution side know full well that, um, you know, you, you may charge... Uh, lay a charge of an, an attempt or acts preparatory, not because you don't think the person has actually conveyed the information, but because you perhaps cannot prove at that instant beyond a reasonable doubt that the person has already conveyed mm-hmm. sensitive information. So that's something I haven't heard media explore, but it is an intriguing kind of consideration. Well, you know, after um, Jeffrey Delisle, the Jeffrey Delisle case in 2012, yes. he was also, of course, uh, well, he was convicted of spying. Um, you know, Canada was told by our allies, allies to clean up our act. I mean, they said, you cannot allow this to happen. And again, we're not the only country that this has happened to. The United States has had its its issues. However, uh, it's clear, I think, David, that they didn't clean up the act. The thing that shocks me is that one person could be given such 
major access to everything, like the keys to the kingdom. And do they not have a procedure in place? Like if you want to take something off of a computer, whether it's a file, does that not have to have a triple signature that everyone, there's two people that witnessed it, they know? I mean, is it that free to kind of just go in, you get your USB stick, stick it in and out you go? I mean, it can't possibly be that lax. Uh, I don't. I don't know because uh, you know the Dalal case, which, uh, as listeners will recall, involved uh, a naval officer in betraying the country and uh, selling uh, secrets to uh, its generally accepted uh, Russia. So an adversary on the strategic level. And the word around Ottawa is that, uh, and I have no reason to doubt this, that there were not the kinds of consequences for some of the executive staff at the Department of National Defense who would have been thought to have had mm-hmm. jurisdiction for the very sorts of things that occurred with uh, Delisle. And uh, the uh, cases, as I understand it, saw Delisle marching in and out of uh, one of the most super-sensitive uh, facilities I think based in the Maritimes, that that NATO and our allies uh, have operating, and uh, he took out hordes of information. So uh, if we are still in that situation, albeit in, in a different uh, agency context than RCMP rather than Department of National Defense, then yes, uh, somebody should be applying themselves more fully to things, to put it mildly. And, uh, you know, the, the other question is, What is there that we don't know about? Uh, On that note, David, I've got to go, but I wish I had another 10 minutes. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Alex, and take care. That is uh, David Harris, one of the many in the intelligence community, scratching his head. Uh, Very polite guy. But it's unbelievable, I mean, what we're looking at. And uh, I just don't know how you trust the RCMP to do their job. There's so many holes to this story. It's just fascinating. Crazy. You're on point on Global News Radio.